Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 162, and I'm Jeff. It's so good to have you along with us in this conversation. And I know I'm about to shock America with this bit of news today, but DW is not on the show this week. I have scoured high and low, and I've gone out and looked at a bunch of resumes, and I have found a pseudo replacement. I don't know if you can even call a replacement for DW replacement, but we have the very amazing Jason is back with us, program director at Silver Birch Ranch. What a setup, man. How you doing? Oh, man, it's great to be here. You know, it's finally, finally, I get a promotion on this show. Well, at least for a week. <laughs> um, and <laughs> no, it's great. It's always fun being on the show and glad I could uh, help fill in while Dave goes and skis and hits the snow out west. Yeah. So it's good. Dave is hitting the slopes and we're hanging on to the ropes with the show this week. And uh, you and I, we're both millennial dads. There's a lot of discussion these days about millennials and parenthood. And yep. and like every other generation before us, I'm sure you've they've had struggles and parenthood is fun. It's a blessing. There's a lot of great... You make memories that you would never have otherwise unless you were a parent. I mean, you can hang around with kids. You know, you can be in kids' ministry or or whatever, but it's different when those people, those little people are your own, isn't it, Jason? Oh, absolutely. And it really changes your world. And that's what we want to talk about on the show today is just really how to be intentional with your children. Because let me tell you, I still remember the day when my when my first son was born and it just transformed my life. You know, it, there's you try to prepare for it. You know, you talk to other people about it, but there's nothing that can compare to the moment when, when you're at home for the first time. It's just you and your wife, your spouse, or, you know, if you're in a different situation, you know, with your child, you know, brand new child. And it just, it's like that wow factor and like it's emotions, it's crazy thoughts. Like, how did I get myself into this? (laughs) You know, but it's, it's good. And, and it's fun to talk about, you know, whatever stage of life, whether you're not a parent, whether you are a parent or whether even a parent of, of older teens, or even your kids are out of the house. Like there's, there's so much to talk about because I think, I think God uses it in so many ways and even helps us appreciate more like even my parents, yeah. you know, so even if I'm not a parent, it would, I think it, even talking about it helps shine light on, you know, even our own parents at times. Yeah. And, and today it seems like there is a lot of discussion, you know, about millennial parents and how best to parent your kids. We, we live in such a digital age now. So my kids are going to grow up with gadgets and things that I didn't even grow up with. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm only in my thirties. I'm a young parent still. Yeah. And my kids are going to experience, you know, many new perspectives on life through whether it's technology or it's just different opportunities that are available to them that I didn't have. The same was true for my parents, as I'm sure yours as well, Jason, was that 
you know, our parents didn't have certain things. Like when my parents were growing up, color television was just barely a new thing. And now I went and I watched the Super Bowl on a 4K HD TV, whatever you call it. Oh, it's crazy. It, it was in 4K and it was ridiculous. And I'm thinking, you know, 50 years ago, this wasn't even a thought. It was just like if you could get a, a video yeah. on a screen and, you know, transmit that, you know, across some crazy signal with wires and all this stuff, like that would just be a miracle in itself. And now I'm thinking, wow, my kids are going to grow up in an age where I'm going to have to stay, you know, in some ways ahead of the curve. It's it's nuts when I think about it. Oh, yeah. And and I even see that in my son already because, like, I grew up and, and I remember as a kid, like, I'd be bummed when you grab a VHS tape and it wasn't rewound. Right. And you had to wait while you rewound it. Yeah. You know, and now it's like my son gets upset when he wants to watch something on the iPad and it's not available or it's not downloaded yet. I'm like, man, he's only three and a half. And this is like, it's just like, wow. Okay. This is different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like you were saying, it's, it's just a different world and it, and it changes so quickly. Yeah. You know, looking at my life, it's just changed so quickly. And so there's a lot of things we could talk about on the show and I'm really excited about jumping into it. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk about our challenges as parents, young parents, especially. So if you are a parent out there, you're listening to the show, join us tonight on the conversation. If you have a little bit of a break from your kids for a short couple of moments, you can email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. This conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Anytime you're going through a difficulty in life, in maybe parenting as we're talking on the show, you can always chat with a live coach anytime at hopenet360.com. Lots of great conversations that I know need to be had. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is we think, well, we're just too busy to have this conversation. Well, I don't know that I can trust the person at the other end to keep this conversation confidential. Live coaches... Keep your conversations confidential at hopenet360.com. Have a great conversation tonight. Have it during the week. Have it on a, you know, maybe a late night when the kids finally go to bed and you're just struggling. You're like, I don't know if I, I discipline my kid properly today. What are some different parenting strategies? Just some of those conversations that we don't really know who to have them with. Jeff and not DW this week, Jason. I know it's like a tongue twister for you. It is almost like it's J and J, Jeff and Jason. There you go. I can say it. I have enough Jason friends in my life. I can admit that. I mean, I'm not the only one. Yeah, I have many Jason friends, but none of them are as, I think, as smart as you. Oh, wow. I think I can get away with that. No, I, <laughs> Hopefully none of the other Jasons are listening right now. <laughs> They're, yeah, they listen. They're solid fans of the show, and I'm sure I just offended all of them in that heartbeat. But no, none of them are the same. No two Jasons are alike, so... If that helps you any, uh, I like all my Jason friends for different reasons. Enough about Jasons. <laughs> You're my favorite Jason right now there you go. on the show. And uh, and we've been talking about some of our parenting struggles and, and battles. It is a privilege to be a parent. And so tonight we're talking about that. We'll also tie in this book of Colossians. We're going to look at the book of Colossians all this month, kind of break down some of the great passages in there to help you, whether you're a parent, you're not a parent, maybe you're considering being a parent one day, maybe that's kind of far off in the future, maybe you're expecting your first child, so there's like new challenges that you didn't know you were getting into, and so now Jason and I are trying to convince you to think otherwise. No, (laughs) but we're, you know, you and I, Jason, we, you know, 
being these millennial parents, a lot of discussion, a lot of conversation today about it. Yep. And uh, and you were kind of talking about how you know parenting, as it were. I think you you just kind of naturally get into it. I I can kind of share the same. That same perspective didn't really get real until, you know, you look at your wife in the hospital and you're about to go home and you're thinking, what did we just walk out the door with? That's right. You know, like yep. it's a whole new world, a whole new challenge. And and I'll admit at first it's, it, for me at least, it was pretty easy. I don't know about everybody else, but it was pretty easy. I mean, my wife, on the other hand, there's a lot of other challenges because being a mom is a much different thing than being a dad. But for me, it was more about changing diapers and, and waking up at 3 a.m., which you would think is hard. And for some people, it's hard. But I didn't really think it was all that hard. Sure, there were mornings that I didn't really want to get out of bed when the baby's crying and, you know, and attend to his needs. But yet it's like there's a part of you that like just your perspective changes. It was no longer about the inconvenience about getting up at 3 a.m. It was like, my son needs something right now, so I need to yep. I need to go find out what that is. Oh, absolutely. You know, so there's a, it's a different world becoming a dad. For some people, it's scary, but I think, you know, there's no other, at least there was no other training for me than having positive male role models in my life. I had a good family relationship with my dad. Wasn't a perfect guy, but at least I had you know, a dad that was involved in my life. And I had an example. I had godly men around me at my church. Um, Not only that, but I had, you know, I knew God going into it. I can tell you for me, Jason, I sat in a NICU for two weeks with my son, my firstborn. He was in the, the NICU for two weeks. Oh, wow. It went fast. But looking back on it, it was like, man, that was 17 days. Like the first 17 days of his life, he's sitting, you know, in the NICU and and so you're doing the feeding tube stuff and it's like a whole new challenge. And then you're thinking the whole time there, you're like, boy, is, you know, all the financial part that comes along with that. Like, and thankfully God worked so many of those details out. A lot of, a lot of great stories that kind of go into that. But this first, you know, part of the journey as a parent, it's like, this is, this is weird, you know, cause now I'll see parents and it's like, they have their first one and they, you know, they have their baby. And usually within a couple of days, you leave the hospital, you go home and, baby-proof your entire house and all that stuff <laughs> uh, if you didn't do that before, yeah. you know, but it's it's just, a, it's a totally different experience. Like, you don't know what to expect until you get there. And that's one thing that, that I appreciate about Dave, because he always talks about how when you get into a season of life, it's like you're not really ready until you're in that season. Yeah. Like, you just, you have to go with it, you have to roll with it, you have to learn how to be flexible in that new season of life. I don't think there's anything, I mean, obviously people encourage me beforehand and all that, but I don't think there was anything that anybody said that necessarily prepared me for the moment that we walked home with our son, you know, and we had him. It's just a unique revelation. And then, you know, he starts waking up in the middle of the night, like you were talking about, and instantly you realize how dependent a child is on, on you guys, like on, a, on your parents. Not only that, but then how selfless you need to become. Because it's no longer about me, you know, because they're on their own schedule doing their own thing. And that's life <laughs> for a while, yeah. you know, and that, that taught me so much. I was able to grow up knowing God and having a relationship with God. And so going into this, we wanted to be very intentional about that. And so as I, as I was praying for my sons, you know, as they were newborn and stuff, it's like, wow, God, like you're teaching me so much. And it seems like that's how it is each stage of life. I mean, my oldest son is now three and a half and he's kind of in this phase. And Jeff and I were talking about this before the show where 
He understands things, but he chooses to deliberately just kind of do his own thing. You know, <laughs> even though he might know it's not right the thing to do or, or whatever, like, you know, he just does it. Yeah. And it's funny because if he wants something and, he, and he, you say, hey, go do this, he'll do it in a second. <laughs> but if, if there's no interest to him, it's like, all right, is he deaf? You know, can you not hear me? <laughs> it almost reminds me of myself and my relationship with God because it's like, all right, how much is God my father? You know, doing the same thing with me where it's like, all right, is he ever going to listen? Is he ever going to, you know, you know, because there's times I screw up, you know, and I'm not a perfect dad. And, and if there's one thing you take away from the show, if you're a parent out there, you know, I understand that you're not perfect. If you just surround yourself with people that encourage you and help you, like, you'll, you'll get there, you know, because it, it gave me all the more appreciation for my parents, realizing, you know what, they weren't perfect, but they did a pretty darn good job at it. But I was just amazed, like, even as we, I was reading through Colossians 1, there was just so much imagery. It's like, all right, God, you're our father. And you cared for us so much. And now looking at my sons and just seeing how dependent they are on me, it's like, wow, there's so many similarities here and so many truths that I can, can run away with. It's, it's just amazing. It transforms your mind. Yeah. Sometimes the challenge is to maintain that eternal perspective because in the moment, you know, like I said, at the beginning, it's easy. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's challenges in every phase of parenting. You know, you've got a, an infant to a toddler to... You know, then you've got a boy or a girl and, you know, preteen age and then teenager age and then young adult age. And so then on into adulthood and and there's a circle of life right there. Uh, but, you know, for for those who are parents and you're listening to the show this week, first of all, the, the first message we want to communicate is you're not alone in the struggle. There are a lot of things that will vie for your attention. And so hopefully this week on the show, we can give you some perspective and how to keep the faith in the midst of a crazy parenting season you're in. You know, there are, there are different phases, different seasons of parenting. I've talked to parents that now they're in the, the traveling sports phase, you know, with their kids. So they're like all over the place and schedules are, are jumbled and bounced around and trying to maintain the balance in life. And you've got, you know, then other activities going on at church. How do you maintain your faith in the midst of all these different seasons, even of parenting. We're going to talk about that tonight on the show. Join us on the tweet back tonight. If you got a little time on your hands, use the hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff and Jason tonight here on HopeNet Radio. Dave will be back next week on the show, but we get to have a millennial conversation because we know you're so interested in these millennial people. No, I'm not going to be that naive and, <laughs> and say, no, I don't, I don't really care if you have an opinion about millennials or not. This show is about you. It's about great conversations that you can have in your circle of friends, in your relationships. We hope that this show encourages you to have those conversations. And you can chat with us right now live on Twitter. Just use the hashtag HNRTB. Be a part of the HopeNet Radio tweet back. Every week, Jason, Dave, and I, and all of our different guests that we have on the show will chime in, give some of their thoughts and quips they shared on the show, and, and interact with you guys and answer your questions. So we'd love to do that live on Twitter right now. That hashtag HNRTB. You can also email us if Twitter is not your thing at hope at hopenet360.com. So Jason, we were talking in the break. Some of the, there are fun parts about parenting. 
don't get me wrong. I think every parent that's listening has many joys and, and good memories. You know, memory that starts coming home from the hospital and then baby proofing your house. There are fun moments, you know, even though it's like some days are a struggle, some days are harder than others. And then there are times where it's like you start thinking the deeper thoughts. You know, as a, a Christian parent, my thought turns to, well, you know, I'm starting to think through how I grew up as a kid. And I'm thinking, you know, what were some of the things that my parents did for me that helped build a lasting faith in my life? What were the things that they did with me to help me in that? And so some of the the positive memories that I have as a kid growing up was my parents were always faithful in bringing me to church. Many of my friends that I grew up with were in my church. And, and so I had relationships that have lasted through this day because I was connected at a young age. And then, you know, through the years, what things helped shape my faith? And it was we had at least a time before dinner when we prayed. It wasn't a, a real fancy prayer. It was just one of those simple, like, thank you, God, for this food, whatever. Probably like a book kind of a prayer where you just you, you just pray before a meal and on you go. But one of the things that, you know, as I'm becoming a parent, some of the habits that I want to instill in my kids, like, I have to work at some of those things. Like, I, I want to see my kids one day, Jason. I want to see them sitting on the couch, reading their Bible, and having a prayer time and me not even having to ask them to do that. Mm. And I've got kids now three and five years old, and I know my five-year-old is just starting to do some reading. And so just sitting down and reading the Bible on his own is not going to happen yet. But what can I do as a parent to instill those habits? I mean, they're going to have to find that from somebody. Someone's got to model that to them. Like they don't just habitually pick up their Bible and start reading it and or singing, you know, Christian songs or Bible right. story songs. Like, they just don't do that on their own unless it's modeled to them. You know, and I think the key word you said there is modeled to them, and I think that's really how it starts. One thing I've noticed about my young son already, and I think this is true even as they get older, is that they, especially as my son looks to me, he wants to be like daddy. If I do something silly, he won't even understand why I'm doing it, and he'll try to do it himself. When it comes to instilling our faith and helping them grow up in their own faith, I think we have to model that for them in order for them to see that. And I think that's the best way we can teach them, you know, because even as, as a young age, my wife and I sit down, it's like, oh, how, do we, how do we do this? You know, and right now it's just simple, you know, reading simple Bible stories and, and praying and trying to, you know, explain God in simple concepts. But I really think it starts in modeling it, you know, and I think we even see that in scripture, you know, where we're going to jump into the book Colossians the next couple of weeks. And I think Paul does that in almost every book that he writes and even the way that he lives his life. I mean, you look at Paul, I mean, he was, he was a Jesus lover. He was a Jesus follower. And it was very evident in the way that he lived his life. I mean, so much so that there were times where he says, you know, be imitators of me as I am of Christ or, or practice the things that I do and the peace of God will be with you. You know, bold statements like that saying, hey, look at my life. Not because I want you to see me, but because I want you to see how I'm living for Jesus. I want you to see Jesus in and through me. As we look at Colossians chapter 1, and he opens up, Paul, an apostle of Christ, Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from our Father. And then right after that, verses 3 through 14, he goes into this thanksgiving and prayer for the people in Colossae. And the thing that stands out for me is, as he prays for them, not only is he thankful for them, but he expresses to them and reminds them how they should be living their life and, and keeping the main thing the main thing. That's the cool thing is he reminds them of, of who God is and what he's done. And I think that as we live our life as parents, whether we have young kids or even teenagers, it's trying to be intentional about the way that we live our own lives. Because if we want our children to have a relationship with God, but they don't see our relationship with God, it's not going to happen. It's like, if they don't see it, then why would we expect them to do it? Right. 
So we need to model that for them. And I just love how Paul does that. You know, I just want to read a few verses out of Colossians chapter one. It says this in verse three, it says, we always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world. It is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard and understanding the grace of God and truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to you um, your love in the spirit. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit down to verse 11. And then he, he reminds them, he says, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I'm like, that's the gospel. Mm. And so as he prays for them and reminds them, and as Paul lives his life, you know, he's living in such a way that people, he's very transparent and they see his faith. Not only that, but he's a reminder to them of what Jesus has done. Because here's the reality is that our dependency is on Jesus, not only as parents, but even as, as husbands and wives and children, you know, we need to display that dependency on Jesus. And that all starts with how we model that life. And we're not perfect. Yep. You know, I'm not saying that we're perfect. Right. We're far from it. Um, but if we want to even begin the journey of instilling faith into our young people, I think that's, that's where we need to start, Jeff. And I think we have to understand that even in this chapter, so we're in Colossians chapter 1, and Paul is writing to those who are faithful saints, faithful yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ. These are like, these are adults I mean, they're, they're people, they might be young adults, they might even be teenagers, but they're people that have a mark of maturity about them. And so, as parents, we have to, number one, understand that Paul writes here, he's writing this letter to you. He's saying, look, you, and I want to be found as a, a faithful brother in Christ. I want to be found as someone that is responsible, as somebody that is, is growing in the faith, not just, you know, going and, and being in a church or being, you know, doing religious things, but I want to actively be in a relationship with God and seeing his power work in me and through me. And so I want to be that person, but looking at the way that he prays for them. And, and I'm thinking about how, People pray for me. When I pray for other people, am I giving thanks for other people? There are some people that drive me nuts and I still should be praying for them. And they're brothers in the faith. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. Just because you, you go to a church and you hang out with other godly men doesn't mean you're going to like necessarily the people that they are. You're going to share the same interests. They, they might just have different personality traits, but here's the deal. God loves us all the same. He has a plan for us to, and, and to lead us. And so if we get a chance, you men, if you're a chance to be a dad, if you have that chance, Take it for what it is and and hone that responsibility. And the same goes true for those, maybe you're not a dad, but you're listening. Maybe you're a mom out there and you're just, you're struggling through parenthood and trying to figure this all out. This letter is for you. So jump into Colossians 1 with us. We're going to dive in more in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Join us on the tweet back tonight. Use that hashtag HNRTV. This conversation will continue in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. I choose to be taken seriously, to take a stand for what I believe in, to no longer believe the lies that have been told about me or my generation. I know I've been set apart. The old me has passed away, but the new me has come. Yes, I speak with purpose in my words. Yeah, they travel far and they dig deep. See, these words that I speak when I speak turn into seeds that fall on the fertile ground 
And when the rain comes, when the rain comes, that what you thought was there will rise from the ground. And not just rise from the ground, but rise strong and powerful, unafraid and unashamed. See, I rise from the ground when my back is against the wall. I rise when all else fails. I rise when people judge me and mistreat me. I rise when my friends turn away. I rise. I am that seed. I rise. What about you? Rise Youth Conference, April 28th and 29th at Pathways Church in Appleton. Learn more at riseyouthconference.com. That's riseyouthconference.com. Hi, I'm Brittany. By the time I was 16, I started using meth and heroin. I was willing to come to Teen Challenge. God met me right where I was at. There really is an end to drug abuse. This is Franklin Graham. No matter how difficult it may seem, there is hope and healing from a life of addiction. For more than 50 years, Teen Challenge has helped people at crossroads find peace and direction. Reach them on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff and Jason with you this week. DW is out, hitting the slopes. We got the ropes here on the show, and so we're having a great conversation. If you miss any part of it, you can go back and listen to past episodes. You can listen to the past half of the show if you missed it out. If you missed out on it, just go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast, and you can subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, any app you use, or if you just use a regular computer, you can listen right on our website, HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Jeff and Jason with you. Jason, what a great conversation we've been having. I know not everybody listening on the show is a parent, but many people, even if you don't have kids now, many people eventually will have kids one day. So you can be a teenager listening to the show. And I hope this is interesting to you because at least it gives you a perspective that even though you think parenthood, all those other responsibilities are so far off, I can tell you high school flew by for me. I look back and I'm more than 10 years out of high school. I'm thinking, man, what did I do with my all those years? You know, even college, it's like... You're old, Jeff. You're so old. I am old. And now I've got kids and I'm thinking, man, I never thought I was going to get this old. You know, I never thought I was going to... I thought this was always like way off in the future. Like I wasn't, you know, and maybe you don't have to do it when you're 14, 15, 16 years old, you know, trying to understand what it means to be a parent. But at the same time, 14, 15, 16 years old, you can at least be thinking, okay, what can I do to not drive my parents nuts today? I mean, maybe just take a day off from driving your parents nuts, you know, doing something that annoys them or that you know is just outside the bounds of what is appropriate, uh, you know, within your family. Maybe you don't have so many, you know, so many tight bounds or whatever, but we all know when we get to those ages, we like to push buttons with different people. And sometimes we do that a lot with our parents. And now being a parent of a three-year-old and a five-year-old, I, they know my buttons. And, and you know what they do, Jason? And maybe yours don't do, I hope yours don't do this, but they will look at you as they're doing something they know they're not supposed to do with a smirk on their face. Oh, yeah. And they know it's getting under your skin. They know that they're doing something that annoys you and like... They just take so much delight in that. I don't understand why. Why does this happen? Like, why? Why would God give me a child like this? You know, why couldn't you just give me like a perfect little kid, nice package within an instruction manual, and uh, and so I'd I'd know every ins and outs. Like I'd know the intricacies and what he means when he's talking gibberish, and I half understand what he's saying, but I half don't. 
uh, I don't know. Like, your kids don't do this, do you? No, not no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one of them. One of them, you know, isn't even talking yet. You know, my youngest is nine months, so he's kind of in his own little realm. Oh, which that's is true. Fun and cute. That's and, true. And all that. Uh, but no, I, I could totally relate with my older son. The worst part is when he does something that, that, that he knows he's not supposed to do, but it ends up being funny. Right. You know? Right. And, and there's been those moments where my, like, my wife and I are in the room, and we know that he did something that he wasn't supposed to do, but man, was it funny. So you're trying to stifle this laugh so he doesn't see it. Yeah. You know, like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are the moments that like, oh, man, this kid, it's, it's, it's hilarious, but he probably shouldn't have done that. You know, those are the moments that are, that are always awkward because it's like, oh, I don't want him to do it. But now if he sees us laughing, he's going to keep on doing it. I could totally relate with that. I still laugh, and my wife looks at me funny. What are you? What are you doing? You encourage this behavior. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it is one of those deals where it, you know, parenting. I know there's a lot of maybe misconception. I I know at a, when I was younger and I thought about parenting, and my wife and I will be married ten years this year, which is crazy to think about. But wow, you know, at the same time, like even back at a younger age, it was like, man, I don't know if we. I mean, are we ready for kids? You know, you think like twenty two, twenty three should be no problem, right? But it's it is interesting when you look at the trends like people are getting married later today these days you know when you look at the the trends of millennials they're having kids later so like just the age that you're graduating kids like i'm gonna be looking at i'll be close to 50 i won't be over 50 when he graduates high school but you know so you begin to think long term you know even though my kids are still young yet um the the years that i have left you know my oldest is going to be six this year so that means i'm a third i'm coming up on a third of the way through his childhood life and i'm thinking i've only got you know two of these segments again you know and then he's going to be graduated and and then what then he's gonna i mean he's gonna be a teenager he's gonna make his own choices and and have to make his own decision about who he's gonna follow is he gonna follow jesus is he gonna you know, follow the ways of this world, you know, friends that drag him away from faith. Like, how do I do this as a parent? How do I help foster some of those conversations even now to talk about faith? How do I, as a parent, I think one of the things that I've been thinking about most is trying to find different ways strategically to include my kids in my own discipleship plan. So like my relationship with God, how do I get my kids interested how do I get them to understand something about God that's not overly complicated? I mean, Jason, do you ever think about some of this stuff? Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and we touched on this a little bit, but thinking about my relationship with my sons and, and modeling that for them, you know, not only do I want them to grow up knowing God, but I want to be able to, you know, you mentioned conversations. I want them to be able to be comfortable asking questions, you know, and, and my son's not quite there, but I'm sure he's going to be there with some simple questions, you know, fairly soon, but if I can model to them that it's okay to ask questions and, and dialogue about it, then as they grow older, I would hope that that mentality would stay there so as they, you know, get in their teen years, that they would be more open to talking about their faith and, and all that, because I do believe, in, and there might be parents out there listening tonight that you have teenagers and they're at the stage where they've grown up knowing and seeing your faith, but they're like, all right, is this legit? And they start looking outside of your family to see, all right, is, is what I've grown up seeing my parents do and me practicing, like, actually legit? And to have those conversations, I think, is, is massively important. That way you can just continue to instill with them. Cool thing about this passage, too, is that Paul even reminds us in verse 11 and 12. Let me just re- reread those two verses. It says, May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. And then he says this in verse 12. It says, Giving thanks to the Father 
who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints? And so I think that's something that we need to remind ourselves is that as we live out our faith, it's not us, you know, kind of grunting through it and doing it on our own. He's the one who qualifies us. He's the one who gives us the Holy Spirit to enable us to live for Him. And so I think the more that we can model that to our young people and realize, you know what, we're not going to be perfect. We are going to screw up, but it's okay. You know, let's do this together. There will be moments of discipline and all that, but in that, show the love and the intentionality of, all right, this was wrong, but let's look at this and how can we improve this in the future? That way you have that dialogue with your children. And that's that's what I hope to do with my sons as they grow up. Now, I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. Like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm still figuring this out. But in my mind, that's where I see it going. Keep it here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, Jeff and Jason with you this week. Dave is out. He'll be back again next week, we hope. And so you can join in on the conversation anytime with us. Tweet at us. Use the hashtag HNRTB. You also find show notes for this episode at HopeNet360.com. Jason, we've got some good conversation, good dialogue, and we've been talking from the book of Colossians, a lot of great things there. I'm kind of curious. We haven't really touched on this yet in the show, but in some ways, in a roundabout way, we've been talking about some of our hopes for our kids Mm. and some of the aspirations we have. And I think it needs to be said, all this stuff, we want our kids to learn how to read their Bible and, and have a relationship with God. But why we do that, we, I think in the back of all of our minds as parents is we do have goals and we have hopes and we have dreams for our kids and not to take over their lives or to live our lives through them, although some parents struggle with that and have to work through that. We have these desires to see our kids grow up and be something. Let's define some of that. As a dad, what are some things that you hope to see in your kids? What kind of men are you trying to raise your boys to become? There's there's some obvious ones, and I think as I think about it, it's like, man, that's a great question. I think obviously I want them to, to have a, a loving relationship with their God, continue to pursue that. I would love for them to to lead by example, you know, whether it's with their friends or if one day they end up getting married, you know, just to to lead, you know, by example and humbly like that. To be kind, you know, I think I think part of living for God is is almost living as Jesus did, and there was kindness there. Um, and I think that goes a long way. Loyalty it would be a good thing, too. In a world where people are feeling more lonely and left out, I think loyalty is a huge thing, knowing that, that somebody has your back, because I think loyalty opens up the doors to many conversations, and you could allow some vulnerability there, too. And I would say to be servant-hearted, you know, to put others before themselves, hmm. because as, as we live out our lives, I think for them, as they grow older, I think it'd be huge for them to, to be able to put themselves aside and, and to put others first. And, and to live in that way. And so, I mean, really, I look at, I look at those sort of things, and that's just a small list that, that comes to the top of my head. That's a great question, Jeff. And I think that's good as parents to ponder, you know, because then as you, as you ask yourself that question, it's like, all right, how do I help them get to that point? Right. That's what it becomes. Like, how do you get them to that point? I'm, I'm even thinking through some of your list. For my kids, I, I want them to love Jesus. You know, I want them to be soul winners. Yeah. I don't want them just to go to church as though church would be enough to get them through their week, give them a, you know, a spiritual shot in their arm, and then away you go, and you hope you make it through the next Saturday you know, with your sanity, which yeah. if you're a parent of any kids, you understand that a, a quick shot in the arm 
on a Sunday is not going to be enough faith or worship experience or Bible teaching to get you through that week. Like you are going to get drained by the end of church service, probably. Oh yeah. I mean that that's just honest. That's as a parent, like you just that's a struggle, you know. And and because we deal with you know our own sinful nature, we have our kids who also have a sinful nature and aren't naturally born as fully devoted followers of Christ. We have to model this. We have to help them understand what it means to love God and also give them some of that space to explore that, like what that means. And and yes, test the boundaries. I think that's the hardest part as parents. Even though I have the goal for them to, I want them to love Jesus. I want them to be a soul winner. I want them, like you said, Jason, to have this attitude of servanthood. Mm-hmm. You know, leading by example yeah. and serving others. I want them to be productive members of our society. I want them to help build community. You mentioned it, Jason. Today, it seems like this generation is more lonely than ever, yet we're so connected. We have social media. We have yep. you know, YouTube. You can jump on Facebook right now and do a live thing right now, show them exactly what you're doing. I could show people right now the screen I'm looking at and, and just the different stuff we're rapping about on the show. But you know, in that same way, it seems like our connections have become skin deep, where it's like just what I see on the outside. And so the the level of vulnerability, the people that we're willing to be vulnerable with, I want my boys to be people that others can be vulnerable with and them not being looking to exploit them for what they've shared with them, but to look to encourage them in their walk and to help them through some of their various issues. I want my kids to be able to do that, you know, one day when they become adults. You know, so these are some of the things as a parent, you know, as, as you're thinking about your kids and you're like, man, what do I want my kids to look like? How do, not from the outside, but on the inside, like what character marks do I want my kids to have? And then, like you said, Jason, that, that becomes a deeper question of how do I help foster that today? What am I doing to encourage, whether it's behavior or it's certain habits or it's, you know, putting yourself in position, like Dave always talks about to becoming that that's so important. It's so critical that we begin to think about that and then begin to put ourselves, our own family, as, as you and I are leaders of our household, hmm. put our families in that position to being vulnerable and to, to growing into loving Jesus and to being soul winners ourselves. That's a bigger challenge. So we're going to talk about this more in the show. Join us tonight on the tweet back. Use that hashtag HNRTB and keep it here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Jeff and Jason this week on the show. We hope that this has been encouraging for you listening to a couple of millennial guys who some would say don't have it figured out or have no idea what they're doing. If you say that millennials have no idea what they're doing with their life, you're probably somewhat right. But I can guarantee you, you've probably felt the same way about your life, too, where you're like, I don't know if I have this all figured out. I know, for me, I don't have this all figured out yet. I don't know if there's a certain age you get to, Jason, where you you feel like you have it all figured out. But I thought by now, I'm in my 30s, I thought by 30, I would have most of life figured out. And I'm still learning so much along the way. Now being a dad, you and I have the chance of being a dad, and we've been talking about some of our own struggles, some of our experiences, being a dad to a couple of boys, and just some of the things that we get in our mind as dads. You know, we think we have to have it all figured out. You know, my kids aren't behaving like sweet angels like I thought they would. I'm failing as a dad. I don't know that I'm that qualified to be a dad. And Colossians 1 has really opened up some really great discussion. I would encourage you as you're listening to the show this week, 
you're listening on the podcast or you just find yourself looking for something new to get into, check out Colossians chapter 1. We've been talking from this chapter, and there's some really great encouragement for you. You could be a mom, you could be a dad, you don't even have to be any of those things to get something out of the book of Colossians. But the one thing I want to leave with, a couple of things we've talked about on the show. Number one, you're not alone in your struggle. So get that out of your mind. You've been thinking about life and and trying to figure out parenting on your own, and you feel like you're experiencing something that no one else has experienced. I can guarantee you that's not the case. There's someone that has experienced it, and kind of the second one goes along with it. You do not have to be a perfect person to be a parent. Your job as a parent is not to be perfect. So get that out of your mind. If if we've been talking and all you've been hearing is, well, Jeff and Jason are just perfect parents. They've got this all figured out. Yeah, that that's not even <laughs> close to reality. Not even close. I can I can promise you that. I don't want to share all my garbage out here, but you know as a parent, you're not going to be perfect. And we shouldn't have to worry about being perfect. The good news is that we don't have to be perfect. God doesn't love us because we're perfect. He doesn't give us more kids or less kids because of our perfections or our imperfections. God gives us opportunities to be parents, to be people in our community to be light and salt in this world, not because we have it all figured out, but because he's faithful. He can work in and through us. As a parent, even as a dad, you're the one that gets to lead your household. You want your kids to grow up to love Jesus, to love their friends, their neighbors, their community, to be productive members of their society, to serve all those things that we just talked about on the show. But your job is not to get them to imitate you. At first, your kids are going to imitate you. I have a three-year-old, a five-year-old. They do a lot of imitation. Then they kind of break out and they do things that annoy you. Yeah, okay. But your faith, they're going to imitate that in some way. So first off, you have to look at your life. Am I living this? But secondly, your job is not to keep your kids imitating you. Your job is actually more like a, a farmer would with his plants, to find the good soil that has all the nutrients, has enough shade, has you know all the right conditions for those plants to grow. And the same is true for your kids. You don't want them to imitate you because they're not going to be able to do that 100% of the time. They're going to be their own individual person. What you need to do is look at the soil. Look at the environment. What environment are you raising your kids in? What environment, spiritually speaking, what environment spiritually are you putting forth? Are you building? Are you cultivating? Because that in itself will be where your kids thrive, where they're going to grow. They're going to grow up. They're going to adopt some of the practices that you have as a Christian mom or a Christian dad. Not all of them. They're going to have their own journey, but the environment is super critical. Are you surrounding yourself with people that can help train up your kids in the way they should go? And so with that, I conclude my thoughts. I got more in the show notes, so check them out. Jason, what are some of your final thoughts tonight? You know, as, we, as we've been talking about parenting and whether you're a parent or not, you know, I think, I think there's, there's two things that are hugely important. Realizing that first and foremost that our children, and even if you are a child, realizing that ultimately you're God's. You know, so even I look at my boys, and yes, they're my boys, but they're God's first. And I think I need to remember that sometimes, realizing that he has a plan and a purpose for their lives, and I'm just part of that, you know, part of that story, part of that plan. And my role in that is the second thing, is, is not only to be modeling, you know, what it means to pursue Jesus to them, but it, it's praying for them. You know, and that's what Paul did here in, in, you know, pretty much at the start of every book, but as we looked at Colossians 1 today, was he, he was praying for them. And I think it's so huge that you be praying for, for your, your children, or even if you're, you are out there and you're not a parent, you know, pray for, pray for your parents, you know, pray for your siblings. You know, prayer is so huge. You know, even as I pray for my boys, 
you know, things that, that come to mind is praying that obviously that they would come to, to know Jesus for themselves, that they would begin that relationship for themselves and that they would grow up making it their own. You know, the other thing that I pray for is that they would, that they would be able to discern as they grow up to be able to surround themselves with, with good friends, you know, because I think, I think that's a huge part because we, as we surround ourselves with people, you know, those influences impact us a huge amount of the time. And so if we surround ourselves with people that'll just tear us down or tear us away from who God is, you know, that's, that's big. And so I pray that they would just be able to surround themselves with positive influences as they grow up. There's an article I came across on the internet, um, and it's in our show notes. There's seven ways to pray for uh, your children. And I, you know, I kind of touched on one or two of them, but you know, th- these are more big picture. But the other thing is, is praying that God would just allow them to be pure and, and that, they would, that they would be stirred in their hearts to live for God, you know, to be able to put other people first, to be able to go out there and, and proclaim Jesus. You know, I mean, as I think about my two sons growing up like that, if they were to be able to grow up loving God, loving others and being able to point people towards him, I don't want them to be like me. You know, I, I want them to be like me in the sense I want them to, to love Jesus, but I don't want like another Jason to be them. I want them to define it for themselves and be able to go out and live, you know, use the gifts and talents that God has given them and and created them to be and go out and show other people who Jesus is and set the example, especially in a world that has quickly fallen away from God. You know, as, as I raise, you know, two young boys and just seeing how much has changed in my life over the last 15 years in society, you know, I can't even imagine where things will be in 15 years. And so, my prayer is that they would be so solidified in their faith that that would be their dependency on God. Um, and so be praying for your children. Be praying for those around you. Prayer is so huge. And so if you want to take away anything, you know, I'd start with prayer. That's all for us here on HopeNet Radio this week. You can find the show notes and download these and past episodes for free by subscribing to our podcast at hopenet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat to tweet back is going on 24-7 at hopenet360.com or by using the hashtag HNRTV. You can also follow HopeNet360 on most social media platforms at hopenet360.com slash connect. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Later.